<clears throat> yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, let's get it. You ready? Let's do it. All right, yo, what's up? It's your boy D Starks. Starks artist. You are now tuned in to the Just Different podcast where we talk everything faith, life, and culture. I hope everyone had an amazing weekend. I'm ready to get into this episode. A lot of it was inspired by an experience that I was able to have, a lot of interactions and conversations that actually happened on Saturday. And it really left me here with this idea or this topic of leaving the familiar because as I was thinking about this, I think sometimes in different moments in our life, we can feel this overwhelming just presence of discomfort. And sometimes it's not because we're in the wrong place per se, but because God is trying to push us into another. Like we can get so comfortable in the season of life that we're in, the position that we have, or just where God has us, that without that nudge into like the future, like we wouldn't have taken that step because we got very familiar with like our surroundings, like even our routine or kind of like what's get gotten us to the level that we're at, that it takes a whole new level of discipline and different relationships and a whole new just like strategy to attack wherever, wherever it is that we're going um, that we don't, we don't, that we wouldn't have come to on our own. And so we start seeing all of these things kind of like start shifting and changing in our life. And we don't know where it comes from, but it's God that's kind of like trying to give us these signals and just this really in this, but it's just God giving us these signals to like move into a different direction and calling us out. Mm-hmm. And so I've been thinking about that a lot and it's been challenging me because I feel as if that's where I've gotten and the point where I'm at, just realizing like what's gotten me here won't take me to where I need to be and where I know God wants me to go. And so it's causing me to step outside my comfort zone to a level and a degree I really never had before. And it definitely is a lot more daunting that it is definitely a lot more daunting than I would ex- it's definitely more daunting than I ever expected. And it's just because whenever you're stepping out of like what you've always known, you really have to learn everything again, right? Like how to move, how to operate, your discipline, um, different relationships. It's it looks completely new mm. and just getting adjusted to that is what I'm I'm processing and trying to understand. Yeah, I was I was thinking about this and really to expound on more what you're talking about with uh, it being daunting and relearning a lot of different things. And it's very uncomfortable when you, I guess, step outside of what's been so familiar or so natural to you for so long into something new. And I was thinking about, at least for myself, I've noticed that I have this bad habit of looking at that discomfort as a sign that I shouldn't be there. You know what I mean? Like that initial resistance or um, transitioning into it. It's like, yo, this is uncomfortable. This is unnatural. And I've noticed that for myself. And I think maybe for a lot of other people that you take that sign or that feeling of like discomfort, um, maybe even like level of stress of like a signal or a sign that this isn't where I'm actually supposed to be. Right. Oh, maybe maybe I thought this is what it was. Maybe maybe I just misheard God when he when he told me to do this. Because it's like, oh, this this feels discom- uncomfortable. And maybe that's a sign 
that I should go in a different direction and, and make a little pivot here. Um, but I was thinking about this example where anyone who used to play sports specifically would understand maybe if you didn't play sports, but like when you stretch and you feel like that, that burning sensation in, in your, let's say you're stretching your legs. It's really any part of your body, but you're stretching your legs and you feel that like burning and you're like, uh, what's this called? Your hamstring. And I remember our coach always used to tell us like that was, uh, the lactic acid, like leaving your muscles, which was actually a good thing. It was a, it was a level of discomfort that should actually be sought out. Cause it's like, that's, you know the, the the essentially the bad stuff in your muscles that's been building up it's leaving so although it hurts like lean into that and in fact the coach would always be like when you're stretching y'all you feeling it because he knew like if if you're not feeling it you're doing it wrong like you should be feeling some amount of like pain or discomfort or something when you're doing the stretch the right way because if you're not feeling it you're doing it the wrong way and I kind of just thought how, how or realized how it's it's that way in our lives as well sometimes too it's like you feel that discomfort, you feel that, that pain, that stress, but that's not a sign that you're doing it wrong. In fact, it's a sign that you're doing it right. And I think for me, I just needed, needed to have that perspective change, especially with me just kind of leaning more into my music and stuff. It's felt like that, like, you know, being more disciplined and, and, and trying out these different things and posting frequently and stuff like that. It's felt like there's a level of discomfort because it's unfamiliar. It's, it's like something I've never really done before at a consistent rate. Um, and that's what God's been showing me like, yo, it's, it's, it's uncomfortable, but that's not a sign that you should leave or stop. Um, cause in the past, that's what I took it as in the past. I took it as, Oh, like this, it shouldn't feel this stressful. Right. Oh, maybe I should stop. God's like, nah, bro. Like that's the sign that you're actually doing it right. Uh, and I have this feeling that, you know, as time goes on at there, there'll come a certain point where it, it, it shifts. Like as I'm being intentional about changing my perspective, it'll know, it'll no longer feel like. Um, I guess like wasted stress, but it would, it would, I'll understand that. Like, no, this is actually a, a good thing type of thing. No, I feel the same way actually. And I'm glad that you brought that up when it comes to your music, because right now I think I'm in a very similar stage, even when it comes to like the show. Right. Yeah. So it's been interesting trying to find my voice independent of you mm. because We've done this for so long. Man, There's not a lot years, of opportunities, bro. I feel, as if that I've had to stand on my own mm. when it comes to writing, when it yeah. comes to getting sh- scripts together. I only know what my voice sounds like in tandem with you, mm. but I, doesn't know, I don't know what it sounds like standing alone. Right, right. And so it's been challenging and very much uncomfortable to do some of the solo episodes mm. because... It's not something I've done in such a long time. Right. And it's stretching me, it's stretching me in terms of like my capacity to be able to communicate, break down ideas, um, generate ideas right. and everything else. But that's not a, a sign that it's not what I'm called to do, right. where God wants me at, or like exactly. direction that He's taking me. And so that's a great point because what I'm trying to understand now more than ever is the fact that pressure is a privilege Mm -hmm. and that whenever you're feeling the weight of whether that be success or your call and your purpose or what God wants you to do um it's not because like you said you're on the wrong path it's because like you're meeting the resistance of what purpose brings yeah and that's the process God wants to take us through walk us through sanctify us 
in so we can have the character that's needed to continue to go on. And so even now it's been super difficult because I'm trying to figure out what the show's going to look like, how to market yeah. the show, like this new iteration, this next phase. And it feels so daunting because I've never had to do it before. Right. I don't know. You know, we, a lot of people have been saying they love in like just the way that we presented the podcast, different mm. videos and whatnot. Like I'm having to learn to edit, yeah. and graphic design, and all of these different aspects that I was afraid to touch before because I got so comfortable in what I'd always done. Yeah. And so now I'm getting to a point where understanding, okay, it's supposed to feel. This, this is right. what it's supposed to feel like. Right, exactly. Which it's so interesting to me because I've been thinking about this with the music, bro. It's so interesting because it seems as if it shouldn't be that hard, like to, especially when it's like a small pivot. I think um, that looks different depending on what that is for your life, like whoever, whoever who's listening, like whatever that looks like for you. But I think the concept's the same. Like even if it's like a small pivot, like maybe you've been in one position your whole life at the same company doing this this one task. And then you're pivoting to something that's not really that different, but it still seems so difficult. And I think that's the, I guess, maybe power or danger in familiarity. Because it's like, when you think about the podcast, and I've been feeling that with the music, it's like, with marketing and stuff like that. It's like, this is stuff I've done before. So it's like, in my, and you know, at face value, it's like, it shouldn't be this hard, right? But um, I think that, for to me, that that speaks to the power of what's familiar, like it could be the smallest little difference, but just because it's that small difference and it's not exactly the way it's been, it'll feel like, dang, like this is a lot more difficult. You know what I mean? But I kind of, I guess I always bring myself back to like, yo, even if it looks a little different, I've done it. I've done it before. Like it, it looks a little different, but I've, I've been here and it's just about making that small adjustment to it. And that also kind of goes into... Because when I was thinking, I was thinking about the topic and I was reminded of a quote that I had read in a book about a year and a half ago at this point. It was uh, essentialism and um, just kind of speaking to like, I guess, the danger or the power of what's familiar. Um, he In the book, he talked about this concept called the sunk cost bias. And he says for the definition, he says the sunk cost bias is the tendency to continue to invest time money or energy into something we know is a losing proposition simply because we've already invested so much. And I see that a lot. I've seen that a lot in my own life, but I've also seen that a lot in, I guess, you know, my peers around me, specifically in relationships, but we don't got to, we don't got to dig too deep into that right now. But I see that a lot and it's dangerous, like we're talking about, because in those seasons where God is trying to call you to something different, something else, something that's outside of that comfort zone, this sunk cost bias will like leave you so like t- chained to it. And I think the reason why is because in instances like this, it kind of feels as if the things you, you feel like if you make a pivot when you're this deep in after investing this much, it kind of feels like the things that you invested are a waste. Like it, it was pointless. Like I just, and, and you, in in an attempt to, I guess, salvage it, like you don't want it to be a waste, you know what I mean? And to keep it from being a waste, I have to stay here type, like type of mindset. And when I, when I was in situations like this, I tried to remind myself of the fact that, you know, God will, we talked about it before, like with the concept, like God will never waste your pain. But I think that doesn't just apply to pain. I think that applies to time. I think that applies to uh, money, energy, like anytime, anywhere you've invested anything or, or, Whatever it is, I think God will not allow that to go to waste. And I think that's what that's the mindset you have to use to break off this 
this this bias that's like tying you to what you've known for so long is like it's not going to be a waste because I think that's at the foundation of it. It's like I don't after a year, two years in this relationship, two years in this position, whatever it is, it's like if I left now, what was all that for? I think that's the question. And it's just not a, it's not a waste. I think that's what you have to remind yourself. And God's going to use that even if it's through things that I've learned from that lessons, experiences, he's going to use that in this next thing that he's calling me into as well. You know, like it's not, it's not going to be wasted. It's going to be, I guess, recycled in a way. It might not, the way you're using the, or the way the time and energy was used in this one situation might not look, you know, might not be used in the same way in the, in the new situation, but it'll be, it recycled is the word that's coming to my mind. I think God will recycle the things that you've invested and the things that you've put into it. So it's not really a waste, but I really thought that, that, um, that was important to note because that is a big part of it as well that I've noticed in my own life is, is what that is something that ties you to what's been familiar in your life for so long. No, I think to every point that you mentioned, relationships definitely comes up a lot in this conversation, yeah. no matter what that looks like, if it's romantic, romantic or platonic and this also breeds a lot of complacency because I think that this idea of being familiar definitely catches up to us as we get older because like we're building more roots whether that be in a particular city with a company in a specific career with a specific group of people and at some point we do ask the question of, well, this no longer serves me, but I've already invested so much. Yeah. And so how am I supposed to make this pivot? Was it worth anything? But I think we also have to ask, what is our alternative? Like, what is the cost of our comfort? What is the cost of staying familiar with what we've always known mm. and what's the cost of just staying in the same position knowing that we're called out because at times initially on the surface it seems as if it's not beneficial and that return on our investment of just like uprooting and completely living leaving this industry that i've been in for 10 years and or this relationship that i've been in for how ever long and or this is what I've been studying like my entire career in school for it doesn't seem as if it's going to like reward us in the way that makes sense in terms of the practicality of exchange of time and money and energy but the cost of our comfort is missing purpose right missing where God has for us and subsequently missing the peace that we can have access to the joy mm. that God wants us to have. And honestly, the fulfillment of where he knows that we need to be. Mm. And so I think that it's really difficult to let those things go, but it's just having that broader perspective that whatever is on the other end of this is what I actually need. And that's, what's been helping me. And I've been, able to rest in is just really being like satisf satisfied and reassured in like God's hand mm -hmm. in my life and like where he is so clearly trying to push me where he wants me to go and not resisting that because that's where that because that's where we find ourselves to be so complacent you know like I, I'll I'll speak to people who essentially settle yeah 
you know so i i well you know i've already been in this particular field for 10 years knowing they were supposed to start the nonprofit right. and or switch sectors go to a different industry and it's like oh well like you know we've already been together like they i've already given them so much of myself mm. and or it's so hard to start over with another person i don't want to go and build these relationships again and like go through this mm. phase and so i mean i guess they're good enough <laughs> I guess this will do. Which is crazy. And this is all no, but no, seriously, <laughs> it is insane. It but that's yeah. that's the way that we kind of picture this or whatnot, and yeah. we just allow ourselves to settle, not realizing that the cost of our comfort is far outweighs what could come if we decided to step outside of what we've always known, mm -hmm. that there's so much more on the other end of that yes to give God, of like, no, like, I won't stay here. Mm -hmm. I will move. I will pivot. Because, again, seemingly on the surface, like, it seems as if these decisions to stay make sense, but at some point it all compounds. You know what I mean? And that peace dwindles, that joy and mm -hmm. fulfillment and, you know, you wake up 10 years later and it's like, how did I get here? Mm. What happened? Um, this is not what I want. <laughs> right. And so it's all, it's always worth it in the end. Yeah. I've been reading this book titled you squared and he talks about basically what you're talking about, but it's, it's, I think I like the language he uses. He calls it like, I guess a risk assessment. And he talks about how we do a terrible job as people at assessing the risks of when you're in a position where you're torn between, I guess, two options, like it's what we're really what we're talking about, I guess, leaving one thing, going to another, right? You're torn between that. He talks about how we, we suck at assessing the risk of that. And like you're saying, how at face value, it looks like leaving the thing that, you know, is comfortable, that has the most risk. But he, he worded it like this. He says risks are unavoidable. And it kind of, we, and it's like, we think that, by staying here, we're avoiding risk. No, bro. <laughs> uh, no, bro. When that's you, good. You have to change your perspective on risk with every decision, whether you choose to stay, whether you choose to leave, there are going to be risks. And he says how you just have to decide which risks you want to live with. That's how it works. It's not no risks or a lot of risk. It's these risks or these risks. And I mean, I mean, for example, I mean, so me stepping out and really being serious about my music, right? So I've been doing the podcast for two years. I've been chilling, doing the podcast, working, you know what I'm saying, for a minute, right? That's where I'm at. I'm making the decision, okay, maybe I should focus on music more. At face value, it's there's two risks involved, right? There's risk to do that where it's like, okay, I'm risking what's been comfortable for so long. Uh, I'm risking the routine I have. Um, I'm risking, you know, comfort. I mean, those are things that I'm risking. After the face value is like, dang, do I really want to do all that? Right. And it's, I could easily be like, oh, well, nah, like I've just been. That's what it is, bro. That's what it is. It's like you've already been here for so long. It's kind of as if like the risks have implicitly always been there and you're so used to them being there that you don't even you don't consciously recognize it. You know what I'm saying? But it's like they're they are there. Right. Because with staying here in this place where, I've, you know, just been doing the same thing for two years, I'm risking. um the opportunities God has for me. I'm risking the potential for more. I'm risking ultimately my peace because it's like, dang, I'm going I'm to be living 15 years from now. Like, dang, what if I, dang, what if, bro? 
What if what if I decided to do that? I wonder what could have come of that. That's my peace I'm risking 15 years from now with that what if in my mind that I'm going to die with. And you got to, bro, to me, the those risks, the what if, that, the peace, that's not a risk I want to live with. You see what I'm saying? I, I'd I don't want to pay that price. I don't want to pay that price, bro. I'd rather live at with the all. risk. I'd rather live with the risk of believing in myself and, and believing in God and taking that taking that step. You see what I'm saying? I'd rather live with those risks. And really, the risk is really minimal when you think about it. When you're stepping out, it's like, okay, I got Abba Father, Jaira, the provider, on my, you know what I'm saying, watching over me. That automatically minimizes any so-called risk, bro, especially if I know he's calling me there. There ain't really no risk involved, quite honestly. Uh, so I think there's even a perspective change there. But um, I did want to, I like the language of risk, bro. But it's what you were saying, but... I think the way when he worded it like that, in my mind, it was just like it clicked. I'm like, bro, risks are unavoidable, bro. There's gonna, you just gotta decide which which one you want, man. Yo, what's up, y'all? Today, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp, and I really just wanted to start off by asking a question: If you had an extra hour in your day, what would you do with that hour? And the reason I ask that is because I think a lot of us do wish we had more time, but I think the question is time for what if we did have unlimited time in our lives in our days what would we even spend that time doing and i think therapy is one of the ways that can help you figure out what that thing is right that important thing that you really care about that you really love that you would spend this extra hour doing most of you probably didn't know this but our mom is actually a licensed therapist and that's what she does for her job and she's always advocating for it and putting us onto it and even in small little ways, kind of, you know, implementing that into our family structure, always asking us how we're doing and implementing good coping skills. And I just think overall, therapy is something that will definitely add to the value of your life and the experience of your life. So with all that being said, if you are considering doing therapy, which I think you really should, you should give better help a try. Uh, something I love about it is that it's really convenient and it's entirely online. It's very flexible to your schedule and the things that you have going on, which I appreciate as someone who does have a lot going on. Like we're young adults trying to figure out life. Right. So it's seems sometimes like a chore to try to fit that in. Um, but it's entirely online. It's super convenient. All you have to do is fill out a questionnaire, get matched with the, um, a therapist. And you can also switch therapists at any given time without having to pay any extra money. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with better help. Visit betterhelp.com slash just different today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H E L P.com slash just different. And this conversation has been bringing up this quote again that I've mentioned before, but it's the fact that most people aren't willing to give up what they want now for what they want most. And I believe that definitely applies that there is this sacrifice that comes with leaving what's familiar, stepping outside your comfort zone and increasing your risk tolerance. And although you know what you really need, what you desire and what you want, you're not willing to sacrifice that. You're not willing to pay the price for what that can be for the sake of what you believe is secure what you believe is going to be the safest option. Right. Um, but there typically isn't a lot of options that always seem safe when it comes to where God is taking you. Yeah. There's <laughs> always 
I feel like in each level of faith, like your risk tolerance also has yeah. to increase. There's going to be things he said. There's going to be things and visions that you see and thoughts that you have of your future and where you're going to go that don't make any sense. You have no idea how it's going to happen right. and or where your feet are actually going to land. Mm -hmm. And so if you stay in a place of comfort, you never move out into an environment of faith right. and you'll always miss it. Right. You know, and so there, there's always this, this leap in this jump and I think we're okay I, so there's always this leap in this jump that we're taking from season to season but it's not from like one edge to another it's from one edge into his hands right, right? like we're, we're jumping and when we're taking these leaps when we're taking these risks when we're seeing the insurmountable odds of like this gap between how we're going to get to where we need to go like we're running to him like the 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 fall is back into his hands for him to lift us up and take us to right. where we need to go. It's a it's a trust fall, yeah, right. Of not knowing who like what's behind me, how it's going to work, but I'm decide I'm I'm deciding to give you my life anyways, mm. and I'm just falling back. Yeah, and so to your point of even having a different perspective on it knowing that it's definitely God ordained within the ability that he's giving you, the gift that you have and the vision that you know you need to pursue. That's always a lot of reassurance that you can step into, but nothing will ever happen if you're just, if it all stays the same, if right? It all you're stays in the this, same. this comfort, right? Faith right. doesn't, you know, that's, that's where faith dies mm. and really like where fear lives and it can't, can't take you where you need to go. Dang, that's tough. Rose said, I like that, bro. I like that analogy. Because it's like, bro, that's what it is. It's it's scary when you're staring at that other ledge. like, ah, And you, you're really assessing it. You're doing the calculations. I don't think I can make that jump, twin. Right. You don't need to. Yo, but that's, that's like, I like that analogy because you don't need to make the jump. His hand, you might not see it because you, you back over here, but it's like right right there. His hand right there. You just jump, and he's like, I got you. Carry, I got you. carry you to the other side. That's tough. I like that. The last thing is really what sparked this idea, this thought, this conversation for me was understanding that what leaving the familiar means. So it, 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 it includes a lot, and it includes leaving your limiting beliefs about yourself what God can do for you. It means leaving the familiar of old habits and disciplines that you once had from one season that are not going to work in the next. And it's leaving behind coping mechanisms that you once had that are no longer going to serve you once you take this jump. Like once, as you leave the familiar, this is a true process of your entire being and, and who you are and like who God wants to make you. So it's not just saying, you know, removing yourself from a relationship, but it's also transforming your mind, your perspective, the way you're approaching life. Like leaving the familiar doesn't just have to do with, you know, what we necessarily associated with, like, you know, have something more tangible, like a specific position that we have and or school that we're at, like this is holistic. And I think that's what's also been challenging me in this conversation that we need to leave the familiar of how we even cope. And that's what I've been thinking about so much of like that won't work here. Right. 
you know, like, you know, you just staying complacent, living in fear um, and insecurity and low self-esteem and running to, you know, just numbing yourself with entertainment and or relationships and or just time away from your community. All of what we feel we've known or what served us, it it all has to go as well. And so I think that's also a necessary part of this conversation too is just understanding that it, it's it's everything. Mm. Because again, like the same way we can get comfortable in the city, you right. know, or with a relationship, we can just get comfortable with, this is just the way I've always done it. This is what I've always known. This is the way I've just been taught. This is just who I am. And maybe who you are um, isn't what God needs you to be. Mm. And that's what, that's the change that he's calling you out of. And so, again, you're seeing all these situations come up. You're facing all this adversity. You know, you got all of these people who are maybe frustrating you and irritating you. and You don't know why. And these are all opportunities for you to grow. Yeah. And God's trying to show you this is where I need you to improve. This is where I need you to take steps in order for you to be who I need you to be. Right. Um, so it's sometimes to bring it full circle, all of this discomfort are just moments for us to step into who we really are. And it's calculated. You know, I think the, the pressure is calculated. Yeah. We're on the path God wants us to be on. And we don't have to be afraid of it. We don't have to run away from it. And I actually, my mom sent us this Saturday, which <laughs> I never, I didn't reply. I didn't reply to group chat more. I'd be bad. But actually, I feel applies to a lot of this. And it says, it's supposed to be hard. You're supposed to have moments of doubt. You're supposed to have days you don't want to do it. You're supposed to make sacrifices. You're supposed to be, you're supposed to challenge yourself and push your limits. That's the price that has to be paid to separate yourself from the pack. Mm. Stop being average and to do, stop being average and to do anything worth doing. Stop trying to avoid it. Learn to fall in love with the challenge, the sacrifices and the discomfort and use it to your advantage. And also on top of that, something else I wanted to add was a verse that came to my mind while you were talking. It's in Acts 20, verse 23. This is Paul speaking. He says, I only know that in every city the Holy Spirit warns me that prison and hardships are facing me. However, I consider my life worth nothing to me. My only aim is to finish the race and complete the task the Lord Jesus has given me, the task of testifying to the good news of, of God's grace. So the reason this came to my mind is because I just like how we were talking about the risk earlier, right? And essentially Paul Paul un, Paul understood fully this this concept of like how risks are unavoidable. You got to choose which risk you want to live with. He's literally saying like I in every in every town, every city, the spirit's telling me prison and hardships are facing. Like it's going to happen. Like that's a risk. You walk into this town, you are risking your freedom, you are risking being in jail, all of this, right? But he says, however, Right. I know this is a risk, but however, I can serve my life worth nothing. My only aim is to finish the race and complete the task Lord Jesus has given me. So he's saying, like, despite the risk, it's worth it. I, I'd rather I'd rather live with the risk of that than live with the risk of not being in God's will. That's what he's saying. Point point blank period. So that's why he's saying in every town, despite the hardships, despite the prison, despite the persecution, I'm still going to choose that risk 
because I'd rather have that risk than the risk that comes with not being in, in God's will, not following his footsteps, not being on his path. I think I just I just I was thinking in my mind, like, what, where's some Bible for this? Because I always I always like like connecting it because it's there like it's always there it's so crazy like whatever topic you're talking about there is a verse there's a story there's a, a situation in the bible that, that that speaks about it and that's the one that came to my mind it's like there's risks and paul understood that but it's like what risk do you want to live with and we just gotta be like paul <laughs> we gotta we gotta come try our best to come to a better understanding of it just like he did and practically apply it to his life um so yeah <clears throat> yeah i would say Sleep, leave the familiar, do it, you know, start it. Yeah. Get the certification, go to school, start the business, get the haircut. Come on, bro. <laughs> Come on, bro. <laughs> man, bro, can't be serious, man. Uh, bro, Jordan just got an email that said, I did. You need a haircut? Question mark. <laughs> Bro knew his fate was ah. That being the intro to the promo email is crazy, bro. No, that was actually hilarious. It, it was. But no, yeah. Y'all know what it is. We love y'all. We'll catch y'all Friday. Stay you. Stay real. And stay humble. Much love. <laughs>